Hey, I'm Derek Watts, and this is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Here you will find in-depth stories on the issues that matter, while we also bring you exclusive interviews and analysis to help you better understand the stories behind the headlines. So turn up the volume and settle in. Self-styled mafia groups have targeted businesses of all kinds around the country, demanding their slice of the earnings. Cut Blanche has featured some of these groups over the years, from mining to construction mafias. But in the Eastern Cape, you find an extortion racket with a difference, one run by the unluckiest of masterminds. It's a Thursday evening in a small town in the Eastern Cape. A man emerges from the darkness and breaks into a hardware compound. Seconds later, a vehicle is in flames. But this isn't an isolated incident. Hardware stores in small Eastern Cape towns like Tomo, Kofimvaba, Ngobo are under attack and delivery trucks are the target. It started about 2018, 2019, and one day I got to work and I was handed a piece of paper by a lady. On the paper was a telephone number, and the lady said to me, you phone that telephone number for your deliveries. You are no longer going to do deliveries. Jack, not his real name, is a well-known businessman in these parts. He's asked that we protect his identity. Why did you even call that number? Because it sounds like she came in to intimidate you. This wasn't a business proposition. No, it definitely wasn't a business proposition. But I had heard one or two stories from other towns where the same thing had happened and where trucks had been burnt. Uh, people were also prevented from doing deliveries. But Jack didn't heed the warning. I did continue delivering, and my drivers, I explained to them that, please, that if they come across anything, the first thing they need to do is, is get out of the truck and run. It wasn't a week later when my trucks were built. They were forceful. They came in large numbers and were confrontational. They could have politely requested an appointment with my employer instead of barging in. Nozi works in one of the hardware stores. When her boss also ignored instructions, there were consequences. I received a call around midnight saying the store was on fire. I called a colleague who lives closer to the store. I thought the actual store was burning down, saying the trucks were on fire, not the store. As these rural communities continue to grow, so too is the construction industry, and hardware stores have never been busier. On average, a truck loads material worth 40,000 rand per delivery. And because villages are so far apart, a single delivery can cost up to 3,000 rand. Corrugated iron sheets, bricks, cement, building materials destined for far-flung villages. 
add the delivery charge and it becomes a highly profitable enterprise. And lucrative businesses often attract unwanted attention. Sinister networks looking for their slice of the action. Enter Maspatisane, an organized group of violent community members. Meaning, let's take care of each other. Maspatisane is running a mafia-style extortion racket in the province. I was chased by the people who worked for Maspatisane while I was out for delivery. They stopped me and asked where I was going. They told me to turn back to the store. This driver, we're calling Inga, says the job is a risk to life. They've made our jobs unbearable. They chase us on the roads, and now we're scared to make deliveries. It seems these truck drivers are caught in between a rock and a hard place. It's either they continue working to feed their families and face threats of intimidation and fear, or they quit their jobs. So who's pulling the strings? Who's responsible for this upheaval? The answer might surprise you. Nontando Blaiki, active church elder, a businesswoman, and a pillar of her local community. And alleged Masipatisane mastermind, instigator of the campaign of intimidation and violence unleashed on some local businesses. She doesn't come off as dangerous because we thought she's a religious woman, a churchgoer. Beneath the respectable exterior is a woman of steel, apparently unafraid of getting her own hands dirty. It's a simple enough extortion racket. Blackie and her band of merry men deliver letters of demand to hardware store owners. Hand over your truck delivery services or else. She was quite vocal, at the forefront leading the group in delivering letters. She's actually running this whole thing. For weeks, our team worked to track her down, but Blanky proved surprisingly slippery. This is until we spotted her at a church event in Nuobo. Apparently rattled, she agreed to speak to our producer in her car. I was never there when they delivered those letters. The letters were delivered by Masipatisana's truck drivers. I only went to build it, that's it. Maybe King Hardware. In a corner, Blakey spilled the beans. The hardware stores around here are owned by foreign nationals and white people. Our municipality suggested that since it's our black people who work at these hardware stores, we split the delivery services 50-50. We said we don't mind, as long as we also get to make money, but we'll monitor the deliveries ourselves. She calls it monitoring, but business owners call it extortion. Blanky insists that she runs a legitimate business, contracted by a number of hardware stores to make deliveries. Not so, says Jack. He maintains Blanky even demanded that he fire some of his employees. I said to her, you know, my biggest problem is the people that work for me. I have drivers, I have what, are, what we call conductors, which are the, the gentlemen that go with the drivers. Uh, they offload. So those people 
I said, now what do I do with my staff? And she said to me that I must give them a package and I must send them home. Wait, a strange woman walks into your store, hands you a piece of paper and forces you to use her services and get rid of your employees? That is exactly what they wanted me to do. Despite the fear and intimidation, business owners in the area have attempted to negotiate with Blackie and her infamous group. We went to meetings. At one of the meetings that I went to, I was told to sit down and keep quiet. Because of the economy, it's bad. We're struggling. We can't just sit back and watch our trucks remain stationary. This is our government. We can't allow people from outside to benefit more than us. We aren't asking for much. And there it was, about as close to an admission as we were ever going to get. The intimidation and coercion have left hardware store owners feeling helpless, while police in this area seemingly look the other way, or worse. The police got involved. I had a meeting with the station commander. I did speak to the station commander. At one of the meetings, the station commander was present. The Tsomo police station, surrounded by many hardware stores within stone's throw. Yet all of this is happening uninterrupted right in front of them. When we went to the police station to report the incident, both gates were locked with a padlock. At the police station, we rattled the padlocks until two police officers appeared from the top gate. We informed them about the trucks that were on fire. The police officer's response was, we aren't firefighters, so there's nothing they could do. The people we've spoken to say the police in this area are basically non-existent. We've been trying to get answers from them, but we've been given the runaround and gotten a basically a blasé attitude about something that's very serious and dangerous. Ultimately, they opted for a written response, avoiding an on-camera interview. The police say no new cases have been reported against Blackie and that there was no evidence linking her to a crime in a previous report. They added that one case of arson involving a truck was investigated, but there was insufficient evidence. While the police continue to drag their feet, these hardware store owners continue to live in fear. I've decided to speak out because I wanted to be exposed. I want people to see what is happening. And maybe if it is exposed, there might be something that can be done about. From kidnappings for ransom to extortion rackets, law-abiding citizens are at the mercy of ruthless syndicates. What are authorities doing to address these worrying crime trends? Share your thoughts online using hashtag carte blanche. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to ensure you don't miss a single episode. In the meantime, why not rate and review us? We love getting your feedback.